0: The This League Championship. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? Powered
1: folks us gather around. Blow the best for Got her host, Darren Tim and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. to give it up for the guys in this league. Yee-haw!
2: Word to your mother. Word to your mother times two. Because I know you guys missed us last week. I know Tim and Aaron missed seeing my face as well.
3: Oh yeah, you know, every single time I don't get to see your face, I miss it.
0: Eh, kinda. Okay, maybe a little. Okay, bit. shut
2: up. Thank you for listening to episode thirty-eight of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. And it's a big one. It is the evening of December twenty-ninth, two thousand and twenty-one. Uh, and like I said, we missed last week. Uh, we had some holiday travel, we had some plans, we had some technical issues, scheduling mishaps on my part. Uh, and unfortunately we just couldn't get an episode out. Uh, but we are back this week and we're going to cover everything that you might've missed at a very pivotal time of the year. I am your boy, your host with the most Chris Mitchum, owner of team Fairlife. We got the man himself, Tim Raider, the owner of the Mixon administration.
3: Oh yeah. We'll be back next year. We'll, we'll get the night in the year three
2: and I'll just spoil it. Now we have a, this league championship finalist. He's going to be sweating. And, of course, it is Aaron, owner of Let Russ Cook. And you got a two-week sample here, Aaron. Well, actually, one week because the Colts were on by two weeks ago. But did
0: Carson Wentz suck penis last week? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think he did just what he needed to, and uh, we let JT run the show, which is how it should be. He actually balled out, man.
2: That throw, the Desmond Patton in the back of the end zone. Oh, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. It was delicious. As always, we have a packed show for you guys today. We are going to do a quick rundown of the first round of this league playoffs. It was a fun one. We have a comprehensive semifinal review, the games that just happened last week, to get to where we are today. And then we're going to quickly run through the consolation bracket. How is that looking? And how does that result in what the first round is going to look like next year? We got a quick update on that. We got the final power rankings of 2021. And then we have what you're all waiting for a full fledged rock'em sock'em preview of the This League Final Championship. Two teams competing for the nut. We are going to have a special guest with us for that as well. And then we have a couple housekeeping things to clean up on. I'm excited. Y'all excited? Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. Baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's do this. But before we do, drink of the week, Tim. You were you were showing off your drink offline. What are we? What are we? What are we drinking?
3: Uh, we're working with some Teeling whiskey, single malt Irish whiskey. I've had on my bookshelf in my office for years. Apparently, uh, bottled in 2017, which would have been the first time I went to Ireland. So, as delicious as every other time I've had Teeling
2: delicious so that sounds expensive aaron what are you drinking
0: man i got some h2o tonight was at a brewery earlier today so already got my fix had a belgian blonde and an amber ale hey or you can just say you're hydrating you gotta stay focused this week man
2: stay on top of the covid news stay on top of everything going on gotta stay nimble man uh i am drinking of course a high noon what else we got the pineapple flavor that's a top two flavor that's for sure Competing with Grapefruit and Lime. Um, yeah, so that puts me in a good mood. That's enough. Let's let's just get into the football, baby. Let's get into this league playoffs. So, obviously, you had your six playoff teams. You had the number one seed, Aaron, and let Russ cook. The number two seed, Mount Passmore and Steven. And, obviously, they had the first week off, so we won't touch them in the first uh, – during the review of the first round. And then, of course, you had your boy, Team Fairlife, taking on Stretch and Super Camario. The rivalry was renewed. And then we had Zach and Cooking Up More, the Cinderella story, taking on who has been consistently a top team in the league, barring all the injuries, Team Uninspired Youth, and Anthony. We aren't going to spend much time on these because we want to get to the juice, but we'll start with your boy, Chris, taking on Stretch and Super Camario. And guys, is it safe to say this is maybe the most pathetic playoff game we've ever seen?
3: 100%. That might be an understatement. Like, it was that bad.
2: As preview, this game ended with your boy coming out on top 97 to 79. Holy cow. And obviously, I think you can point to uh, that was just a historically bad week for fantasy football. Um, that last week, I'm sure you guys have heard, I think it was the lowest total touchdown scored in a week since like 19 something. It was just gross. It was just gross. But, uh, I just come out on top. I was actually texting stretch quite a bit through it. And, uh, we were just talking. I know I conceded, um, after a certain point, I think he had somebody blow up and then the rest of his team just died. Camara didn't do anything. Uh, and obviously my team didn't do anything either, but I was the better of the two, i like to say this is playoff rock'em sock'em football. Just defenses came out on top. Uh, But yeah, I got to advance on that one, and I eliminated the defending champion. That was a good feeling, knowing that there's going to be
0: a new this league champion. Yeah, you put the juju on stretch definitely that week, and it's kind of like what we've been saying all along. He lives and dies by Kyler Murray and Alvin Kamara, and when... They don't even combine for 20 points. You're going to be in a world of hurt. Combine that with Mike Evans had two points and Cooper had two points. It just was probably a worst-case scenario, you know, event for stretch. Um, so that's tough. It's tough for him. But hopefully he can rebound and regroup not in the offseason. Not hopefully. I hope yeah, he stays Hopefully well. not. Yeah, hopefully. That's,
3: that's a, he succumbed to the uh, podcast curse. The podcast curse. That was the week after.
2: And of course Talking we had,
3: saying it wasn't real.
2: That's right. That's right. And I think we've learned that the podcast curse affects one person at a time, one soul at a time, because we had in the other matchup, Zach, the Cinderella team himself and cooking up more, pulls off the upset against Anthony and team uninspired youth. The final score there was much closer and much more a uh, playoff worthy. I guess you could say 118 to 110.
0: Yeah, this matchup, uh, I think you can pretty much just define it by Mark Andrews for for Zach. Uh, 35 points for that man. He was just absolutely dominating. But it was interesting because Kelsey on Thursday Night Football against, uh, what was it, the Rams, right? 41 points. That is a hell of a start if you're Anthony and you're thinking almost like, Man, I got this in the bag if just other guys just hit their floor. So uh, that really, I think, saved Zach and ultimately allowed him to win is just getting that equal production, which is just nuts. That almost 100, well, around 80 points between the two tight end positions. Perfect meme usage
2: when it was the Hulk Hogan and the Rock meme staring each other down in the ring. <laughs> like, this is because think about it 35 and 41 points on each side. With the final score that they had, that's almost a quarter of your points. That is a quarter of your points, actually. So imagine if one of these teams didn't have their rock star tight ends. This would have been really ugly. And you could see that through uh, the quarterback for Anthony. I think he can say a lot about him missing Lamar Jackson over these past few weeks. Uh, Him going out, him having to ride Taysom Hill. And Taysom Hill played like Taysom Hill against Tampa Bay. Uh, 13 completions, 154 yards and 33 yards on the ground. So uh also a disappointing outing from Miles Gaskin. Literally, without those tight ends, this game would have been like me and stretch. It just would have been disgusting. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how the week goes.
3: Yeah, what a time for Cordero Patterson to take a ice bath as well. Four points for Anthony. He was coming in and he was like RB six on the year. He was hot scoring touchdowns every week, and then he just ends with four. Like that's hard to come back from no matter how good your tight end score.
2: Correct. At least we know that Anthony can rest his head on having arguably the top two dynasty receivers on his team going forward. And CD lamb and Justin Jefferson, that is certainly nothing to uh, nothing to what's the word I'm looking for. I don't even know what I'm saying. Nothing to blab about. Um, But yeah, so Zach pulls off the upset. He downs Anthony. And I'm sorry, we just had a special guest join us on the pod a little early, but hey, you know what? Let's just let's just ride with this. Let's just ride with this, Steven, I see you, buddy, Stephen. Buongiorno.
0: <laughs> hey, Stephen, for trails. the for the good people out, out there, what does your name on Zoom say? It just says Stephen Hyatt, Swagmaster. That's all it says. <laughs> don't, don't you see?
1: It's it just a super buff. That's why it says get buff get buff that's what it says verbatim uh,
0: yeah not not i'm stoned <laughs> <laughs> who would write the what? Thing? Oh my! God. look into my
1: eyes do it look into my eyes do you think i'd actually write i'm stoned on this that's what I mean, it says man it's what it, it says someone else write that on there oh no <laughs> who would do such a thing what are they trying to insinuate man Yeesh. all right well our
2: special guest decided to join early what's up steven uh, what? I guess, I guess we could just let the cat out of the bag. Uh, Stephen Hyatt. Yes. The Boiler muscle alert. man on the Instagram himself is the other finalist fighting Aaron for the nut. And Stephen, quite frankly, you you came in at a pretty good time. We just got done wrapping up the first round just really quickly. So we're going to quickly yeah. go into the semi final review. Obviously again, we had your boy, Chris taking down stretch and Zach taking down Anthony in the first round. So that sets up a matchup with the two by teams coming into the semifinals. The first one we're going to cover, let Russ cook and Aaron, the number one overall seed taking on the Cinderella team himself, Zach and cooking up more.
3: Yeah, this is, this is a game that ended how you would expect it to, based on the year long results. Uh, Cut to the chase. It was not close. There was not much uh, drama. Aaron, 167. Zach, 95. That's the Zach team we knew and loved all year long. Yeah, Aaron pulled Justin Jackson off the waiver wire with uh, Eckler on COVID rules. Um, Scored a nice 33. Devontae Adams had a nice 33. Uh, My boy T. Higgins uh, went off 12 for 194 and two touchdowns. That's 43 points if you're counting at home. So it didn't even matter that Tyreek Hill took a week off and got – three points because you know 167 that's that's pretty solid and
2: that's playoff Zach's team
3: you you look at Zach's team and it's like oh yeah this is this is what was supposed to happen because he's starting AJ Green, Michael Gallup Tyler Lockett who's hit or miss, you know Cook was out with COVID and then Mark Andrews had just a pedestrian 27 points like nothing like the week before. So Zach's team just didn't didn't really kind of you know the magic ran out on the Cinderella run. 95 points wasn't going to get it done uh, against the number one team in this league
2: yeah I uh, Aaron I'll let you know I'm I'm trying to decide when we when we discuss the Justin Jackson dilemma that we texted about Uh, but my eyeball emojis this week I'm freshly slapping them on on T Higgins I know we usually do that for like the young people that are going to break out but like Tim you're you're the you're the you're the Bengals fan here is T Higgins like Are we looking at a 1A, 1B kind of thing? Are we looking at T. Higgins saying, listen, I'm 6'4 and just better than you? Like, what are we doing? What are we seeing?
3: My honest Bengals opinion is that we're looking at Chase 1A, Higgins 1B in terms of value and uh, ability. Um, All things being considered, that explosion was expected. You know, I put some heavy money on the Bengals minus like something crazy, like 20 points or something like that, because Baltimore was just decimated. And so that's the game you love to see your players like just beat up on bad teams. So while you're not going to throw it out because it helps in fantasy and it's real stats, it's got that caveat out there. Um, But I think going forward, you know, he was injured earlier this year, had the shoulder bug that held him back. But the past three or four weeks now, he's, top 100 yards he's already over a thousand on the year like i mean it's it's truly an offensive uh, explosion in cincinnati watching these guys go off every
2: week it's promising it's promising last thing i'll say before we let aaron have his word zach can't say he had like injured people like sure you had dalvin cook but we've seen madison be uh, a very viable fill-in so this is kind of what zach's team is i think he was like we said we were riding that cinderella pixie dust for a while Mm -hmm. and it kind of run out against uh what should probably be the undisputed top team in the league. Aaron, take it away, man. How's it feel?
0: I mean, it felt good, definitely. Um, Zach conceded really early, per usual. Um, but he was like, no, this time I'm serious. I think, uh, I think I'm think i going to lose. So we talked a little bit, uh, you know, just how the week went between each other. But uh, the Justin Jackson uh, pickup, that was – a little stressful because I saw that there was another claim in there from Chris. We both put it in for $0. And I was like, damn, you know, I mean, I still win, obviously, if I didn't have Justin Jackson, but take that 33 away, give it to you. It could be a whole different championship game. So it's kind of crazy. Um, That made me very sad. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, as far as just my performance, it's kind of nice that just the point totals, it, it just went right into my strategy because Tyreek Hill, you got to plan for him to have those types of games. Sometimes he can go off for 40, he can go for three, but I have guys like Devontae Adams who can consistently get me 20 to 30 and Najee Harris who can get up to, you know, 20 as well. He was, you know, I think around 15 that week, but, um, and T Higgins, I was just a cherry on the top. I, I did not expect a 40, at all from him Uh, thought putting him out there, you know, if he got me a 20, that'd be enough. So yeah, just excited to move on to the championship. So we'll see if I uh, can keep it up coming in hot, coming in
2: hot, despite a negative five showing from the chargers. What the hell happened? Yikes. What happened? They got whooped by the Texans. Like that was,
1: that was surprising. That was surprising. Big Sexy Rexy Burkhead was just an animal. Just that little bald freak was just flying. I was watching that game. That guy looked like Christian McCaffrey on steroids. That guy could not be stopped against that Chargers defense. Dude looked like a stud.
3: Ruined a 10-team parlay of mine. Oh. Hit every other one, and then the Chargers lose to the freaking Texans.
2: You probably had the what Chargers would you have minus like 10 or something.
3: 300-ish. Dang. Like it, it had some wow. nice odds. Feeling so good about it. And then I, like, I wasn't even watching the games, and then all of a sudden I see, like, the Texans were up by, like, 20 points with, like, five minutes left. I was like, what the actual heck?
2: Zam, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that. Raiders need to trade for Rex Burkhead immediately because if for, for whatever reason I want to see uh, Rex Burkhead and Hunter Renfro on the same team and just, like, just show up everybody. It has nothing to do with their melatonin. All right. Uh, we are really, I don't know if you could tell, but we are kind of free balling this one. But uh, this, this next one... Deserves the music. 1,000%. And, yes, it was the playoff matchups of playoff matchups of a uh, a rematch of week 14. And, yes, I'm talking about your boy, Team Fairlife, coming in after a first-round win, taking on the man who stole the bye week from me,
0: Stephen and Mount Pass and was this a barn burner for the ages Woo-hoo. you got to start obviously with the stallion himself Josh Allen against the New England Patriots oh baby he's so damn doing big. his damn thing man 37 points it's nice to see especially uh since the first time they played it was not so pretty uh so that was good to see for Chris David Montgomery showing out strong. Team Fairlife and Michael Pittman against Arizona had decent output. Gerald Everett, great little pickup there, a little 16-piece. Antonio Brown with the 20. Zeke even had a 17, but we'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> uh, you had really good outputs, I feel like, from a lot of different guys. 144 is a great point total. The Jags' defense sucked for you, so that that's not great um with two points but nonetheless i feel like you had really solid week but it just so happens that steven on the other end man, he also had a really good week as well nick chubbs stefan diggs uh aj brown 27 21 and 31 points respectively that was brother really (laughs) good to see especially aj brown coming off ir and just balling out, getting so many targets. You love to see that. 16 targets for him. That was crazy. Um, James Robinson on IR. Ooh, that that does suck.
2: That's that, going to be an does.
0: interesting offseason talking point. What the hell do you mm-hmm. do with James Robinson? But that's for the right. off-season, Right, yeah. And uh, the Eagles defense was also an X factor in this with 19 points against uh, the absolute butt New York Giants. They're just terrible in every way, shape, or form. I think Jake Fromm got benched for Mike Glennon. <laughs> Did you guys see that? <laughs> yeah, they, they were like,
3: we'll start with a third-string quarterback. He can't be worse than Mike Glennon. And then it was like,
0: I don't know. What a combo a, of names.
3: dozen throws in, and they were like, just kidding. Let's go back to
0: Mike Glennon. Yeah. It turns out, uh, yeah, he is even worse. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, and then CH also got hurt, not good to see there. George Kittle goes from a 39 to like a four, it's very bizarre. Um, but nonetheless, Steven did enough. You know why? Oh, uh, because on Sunday night football, the Dallas Cowboys just absolutely slaughtered the Washington football team. I mean. I haven't even seen that type of shellacking in years, I feel like, where it's just not even close. I mean, they probably should invent a run rule because of that game. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like At least
3: a running clock, yeah.
0: My eyes were bleeding, and I just still was watching because there was fantasy implications. And all of a sudden, second half rolls around. Zeke was having a good game, too. You need one more point. You let's, need literally let's set the stage yards. here, Aaron.
2: Let's set the stage. I come in right. down, what, like 18? They need an 18 from Zeke. Two yep. first-half touchdowns at halftime. Gets him to, like, 17, man. I'm like, surely, you got the whole second half. He needs, like, 10 yards. surely,
0: surely, <laughs> surely. And surely not. Didn't get it. Benched. Tony Pollard gets all of the volume in the second half. Zeke's just laughing on the sidelines as Chris is dying on the inside.
3: But it was even worse. I think Zeke got the first two carries of the third quarter. He He was out for the first drive. He got the first two carries, and he netted, like, negative two yards. And like Chris said, I think – Eight yards rushing would have won it.
0: Yeah, it's it was tough to see. Um, but, yeah, Chris loses by a point when it's all said and done because Less of than just a point. how bad. Less than a point. Less than a point, yes, my fault. Just because of how bad the Washington football team was. And Steven moves on, wins 145.34 to 144 point four six And a quick aside, Tim, how did it make you feel that Dak finally did what Dak should be doing when it doesn't matter?
3: Oh, <laughs> that yeah. had to be frustrating. Yeah. If I, if I were on a pedestal or, you know, my soapbox, I'd if uh, I talk about pedestal. how, if, yeah, if, if I were on my soapbox, I would talk about how my, you know, ideal lineup would have beaten everybody in the first round of the playoffs and then the second round of the playoffs would have beaten everybody but you, Aaron, by like half a point. So, you know, my guys decided really to go hard in these playoffs, but too bad they didn't want to get me there. It's it's whatever. I'll step back.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, actually, I wasn't watching the the Dallas game. Uh, I was spending quality time with with my female watching Harry Potter. I've never seen the Harry Potter series before. Um, we finished the fifth movie, sixth movie. I forget which one it was.
0: Have you guys all Count seen Harry?
2: F- have you guys have a Phoenix? Have you guys all seen Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh if you're if you're a listener, close your ears if you don't want spoilers for the next 10 seconds. The one where Dumbledore dies. That's the I one. We love watched. Sixth book. That so was I was book. I was a little upset about that. Uh and just 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 capitalized. I was I was literally ready to FaceTime Aaron whenever I saw like Zeke's numbers get over and be like, see you in the shit, bitch. But uh yeah, yeah. I thought this game was over going back to the game. I thought this game was over Thursday night. Whenever AJ Brown put up 31, granted George Kittle put up four, so it was kind of a mixed emotions going into the week. Uh, but I ultimately blame this game on uh, Saquon Barkley. I do. Um, I, I drafted him to be a top ten, top fifteen guy, and he he puts up three points against not a great Philadelphia defense. I just, I don't know. Whenever whenever you see whenever you see those totals. On my side, it's I don't think that's why I'm totally distraught after this. This is certainly second place to the heartbreak that Tim experienced last year. But um, still, when you lose by less than a point, it's going to haunt you. And I just love my team this week going into the third place game. But Stephen, you weren't supposed to join yet. But hell, you're here. So uh, explain how you were feeling Sunday. I know we were texting and you said you were just on a roller coaster of emotions. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to indulge you guys in my uh, little Sunday experience. Uh, To be quite frank, I was a pain in the ass to deal with the entire day for my family. Because I was just like, this is really close. This is really close. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. That's what makes this league so awesome. It's like, it affects
2: the rest of your life. It's like, I don't want to talk to anybody.
1: (laughs) That's what happened during the one o'clock games. I was watching like, okay, we're having a good start. Herbert's doing shit, but everything else is going well. And I was like, okay, my score's looking good. I think I have a 98, 90% chance or 98, 99% chance. I saw both of those numbers at one point throughout that day. And then around that time when I had a pretty good number, Chris reached out to me and said, hey, GG, hey, best of luck to you. I'm excited for you. And I, I think he sent that a little too soon because all of a sudden I was like, you know what? Life's good. I decided to turn off the TV. I played some games, board games with my grandma on my hand
2: You even you even responded every- to my text, being like, "Thanks, bro. You know it's gonna be tough, but yo,
1: yo, it's gonna
2: be cool." You <laughs> know?
1: Yeah, I was playing it so like, yeah. Oh, that's neat. Let me tell you, that's the calmest I had a calm ten minutes of my life. Then everything else was miserable because right after the board games, I looked at my phone. And the one time Gerald Everett decided to have a God-tier game this entire season, he did. Then David Montgomery decided say, hey, I'm going to have a north of 20-point game. Let's do it. And then the balance shift. And I was like, oh, no. Zeke is playing a booty Washington football team defense. And I was scared out of my mind. So going into that game, I was an absolute mess. I I went on a like personal record dog walk in length because I had to kill time before the game. I was so anxious. And you guys know what my uh, current name is. I was at that state as well to help calm the anxiety. So I was a stressed-up mess. going to the Cowboys game, and I, the first drive Zeke was in. Oh, what happened? Oh, Dak throws him in the play. An easy seven-point touchdown. I'm like, no, please, no. And then the next drive I see, they switch to Tony Pollard. Okay, great. Nothing really happens relevant to me in that drive. I'm like, okay, that's good. Then the next drive Zeke comes back, and guess what? Course again. Well, Tim just said, how about the photographic memory? No, it was just my PTSD. I'm never this aware of my surroundings unless I'm freaking <laughs> out, which I was. And I noticed that because I, I became very aware of the Cowboys offense. They switched Ezekiel and Pollard every single drive until it got a little tighter. Or again, when, once they carried the lead by a large margin, that's when we saw a two Pollard drive. I got so excited. I'm like, please, please. Then you see the starting O-line just start leaving the game. I'm like, wait a second. Would they really put their best running back, their star running back, who's injured, mind you, behind the, the not-the-first-team O-line? I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because I only had .8 points, mind you. And I I was in shock the rest of the day. Like I felt bad for myself for how stressed I was throughout the entirety of that. But then I thought, Chris must have it fucking worse than me. And that's saying a lot, because I felt absolutely miserable throughout the entirety of that day. So uh, if I had one last thing to say, I'd like to give a shout-out to my boy, uh, J-Rob. He's a real homie. He got me a one point. And you know what? Any other game, that would have not been worth it. But in this case, it was. So hope your Achilles tendon gets healed up, my dude. And thank you for that one point. That's all we need from you, bud.
3: Hell of an outlook on life right there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's uh, you you really let this matchup control your whole day. That's uh it's a credit to the league. Oh, man. I didn't even. I didn't show my whole day. I my sister was playing a TikTok video during the middle of the Cowboys game and I wanted to snap her neck. I love you, Sarah, <laughs> but she's sure I show a video to my mom. I'm like, I'm gonna choke <laughs> you out. Get your I mean, goddamn TikToks out of
2: my face.
1: <laughs> it was like the yeet, yeet skirt and in such a stressful time when you hear that, you just want to just yell not nice things to your little sister. All right. But now we're good. All right, Tim, you
2: got anything to add here before we move on?
3: No, it was, it was a, like I said, offline, I said, welcome to uh, playoff despair and depression. I'm the host, Tim Rader been here for two years. So uh, glad to have someone else join me.
2: All right. As we usually do with teams get eliminated, you give a little bit of a little bit of a glimpse of glimpse of hope Let's hope that Calvin Ridley's mental health gets better. Robert Woods and Hawk come back healthy. And Saquon returns to at least RB2 standard, please. Let's run it back, baby. Uh, before we move on to what you're all waiting for, which is the preview, we're going to do a quick, quick consolation bracket. Consolation bracket update. And, of course, we had the bottom four of the league. We had Don Hayden uh, tim and clayton in the consolation bracket fighting for that number one overall pick and it's kind of confusing this year just because of all the trades and certain people have different picks and things like that but in the first round we had hayden taking on tim now keep in mind hayden has zach's pick and or sorry zach has hayden's pick and zach also has tim's pick so zach was looking at this one all happy and shit uh but hayden downs tim 123 to 107 Tim, I'm not even giving give you a chance to give an excuse that you started a bum lineup. Because you did. You did. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But uh, at the end of the day, Hayden beats Tim. That's what the history books are going to show. And then Don, fighting with his own draft pick in in hand, took on Clayton, who also has his own draft pick in hand. And Don just absolutely whooped Clayton 134 to 64. I actually had to go and check to make sure that Clayton didn't, like, not start his lineup or, you know, just, you know, had a COVID outbreak or something. I don't know. No, he he started his lineup, and he got 64 points. That has to be the lowest of the year, right?
3: I mean, ask Clayton. I think he owns the <laughs> five or six lowest totals of the history of this league. Like, it's been rough.
2: Clayton, we got to rebuild, my dude. Let's rebuild. All right. And that set up uh, what was ultimately the, per se, championship of the consolation bracket, where Hayden downed Don Zach rejoices. But Hayden Downs, Don, 136-111. to 111. I think we all picked Hayden to win the consolation bracket, didn't we? I
3: think it was the vast majority. Whoever, whoever yeah. was all on that night, I think it was like 5 of 6 or 4 of 5 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The James Conner James Cooper Cup experience leads him to the winning, the consolation bracket. And for the ninth place game, Tim uh, Tim just comes out of his slumber and puts a whooping on Clayton, 166-118. to 118. At least Clayton breaks 100. That's great. But as Tim mentioned earlier, that would have beaten just about everybody in the winner's bracket besides Aaron. So uh, Hayden wins the consolation bracket. So here is what the first round looks like going into next year.
3: So that is our rookie draft first round uh, ownership of picks and based on the outcomes of the consolation bracket who's been knocked out so far. First overall pick. Is going to be Hayden. However, the round one pick belongs to Zach. Zach uh-huh. you get that first overall pick.
2: Let's let's show I, down let's show down memory here. lane real quick. What was that trade? What what was it was between Zach and Hayden? Was that the Deontay Johnson trade?
3: It might have been Cordero Patterson. Was it hang on? I'm I'm pulling up right now. I don't know.
2: But like it's it's fun to look back and be like, okay, if you would have known this would have been the one oh one.
3: Yeah. It was it was uh, Hayden got Deontay Johnson, Zach got Cordero Patterson and a 2022 first round pick.
2: Ooh, so Cordell and the one oh one for Deontay Johnson.
3: And Hayden turned that into a 2023 first round pick. So we'll see where he's picking next year to see how that trade really rolls out for him.
2: During the offseason, we gotta have like a trail of picks, just like how it's, these it's nuts. How these it's travel. insane.
3: Shout out sleeper for being the best platform for uh, Doing all that for us. Wow. Number two is going to be Don. He owns his own pick. And he's going to be drafting in that second slot. Number three is me, Tim. And Zach owns my first round pick. So, Zach will be picking first and third. I sit here today. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. This is totally random. I don't know who the consensus one is does anybody know yet or is it, is it too soon like is
2: there a top i have no idea i have not done any research
3: i know there's a lot of good defensive ends and some good tackles this class but i haven't heard much of any any sort of plays players yet so i don't know we'll see for fancy yeah. reasons all Aaron, i know Aaron's is kind it's of our in-house be...
0: guy yeah <laughs> i would say all i kind of know now right as we speak is that it's probably going to be a pretty wide receiver, heavy first round. Um, Brees hall is a name that might get tossed into the first round. Uh, Or is it Brees love? I, I forget his I think, last name. I think it's hall. Uh-huh. Is it hall Brees hall for Iowa state? Yeah. He's running back. Um He could maybe slip into the first, you know, seven picks or so, but I think, Especially in Zach's case, he's going to go after some top tier wide receivers. So I
3: I take it all back. Zach's one oh one. We all know who it's going to be. It's going to be David Bell, wide receiver, (laughs) probably to go with Rondale Moore. Yeah, that's that's the truth right there. One of those picks is going to be David Bell, who's going to get drafted in like the second or third round. So yeah. All right, let me let me wrap this up here. So so far we've got fourth slot Clayton will be picking his own first round pick, in the fifth slot stretch will be picking his own first round pick and in the sixth slot that leaves anthony drafting but stretch owns that first round pick from a travis etn trade and so stretch will have five and six as it stands
2: correct and then obviously the rest will uh filter out via the final results of the week just as a reminder we are making sure that each game matters so the third place game between me and zach that is for positioning so i forget who has my first round pick at this point but uh, whoever wins that game will have the seventh pick, and the loser of that game will have the eighth pick. And then, obviously, the winner of the championship will have the tenth pick. And the second place in the championship will have the ninth pick. There is your quick preview of the first round. Congratulations, Zach! Congratulations, Stretch! Both having two picks in the first round so far. How about we get into the final shebang power rankings of the twenty twenty one season.
3: It's been a long season. We've had power rankings shift all over the place throughout the year. I mean, we've seen like tons of movement just about everywhere except the 10 spot where Clayton's going to remain going into the offseason. Sorry, spoiler alert. Woo. Uh, yeah, Clayton. Clayton. Woo. Team team average over the year is probably going to be like 72 points per week. So we'll, we'll see about that one. But
2: Rebuild Clayton, please.
3: Somebody's got to get CMC. Too bad. Nobody tanked. Oh, that would have been glorious this year if someone traded for him right before. Okay. Anyway, aside from that, nine, we have Hayden staying steady at nine and Country Roads take homes off of that uh, Constellation bracket victory. Eight, we have Don Perignon and his uh, forward-looking team with loads of draft picks coming up. Seven, we have arguably the most disappointing playoff performing team in this league, Anthony Team Uninspired Youth. Yeah, he had some injuries, but all in all, just a down of a of a playoff for him. Tied at 5 for our final power rankings of this season. Stretch and Zach Super Camario and Cooking up More tied at 5. It's interesting. 4th place I Get to jump up three spots. Nixon administration coming off of a couple of nice scoring weeks and just, you know, it's all for nothing. But, you know, we'll be there next year. We'll be back. We'll be better than ever. Third place. That leaves your boy, Chris Mitchum, Team yep, Fair Life, up two spots. Uh, for rounding out the final power rankings of the season, let's see if you can go get that Constellation victory.
2: Michael Pittman, wide receiver one. The wide receiver one season next year.
3: Wait for it. And spoilers aside, we've got the two guys who are vying for the nut. They're going to be the second. One of these guys is going to be the second man ever to put his name on the nut. Second place in our final power rankings of the season. Steven and Mount Passmore. He knows it. He's pumping his fist. He lost his running backs this week, so we're going to have to <laughs> see who you going to play later on. It is this week.
2: desperation mode, baby.
3: Yeah, so that leaves Aaron. Let Russ cook. Uh, he's running the tables. He's been number one in the power rankings since week 11. Uh, that's a solid like eight, nine weeks in a row. Wow. Maybe not that much. Maybe it's more like six, seven, but still uh, strong into the season for Aaron, staying atop the power rankings. Let's see if he can get the nut.
2: That's impressive. That's impressive. I mean, it's impressive from the rankers, obviously. Number one guy, the favorite, maybe the favorite, we'll see, going into the championship. All right, let's do this, the moment you've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to you know what I'm I'm opening up the this league trade ring. We're not trading, but damn it, we got two people in here that are getting ready to just beat the living crap out of each other. Ladies and gentlemen, in your left corner, fighting out of the Traders Point area of Indianapolis, you got Aaron Hunt and let Russ Cook, the number one seed in the playoffs. Taking on, in the other corner, fighting out of somewhere in Indianapolis. I'm not sure where you live, but it's somewhere in Indy, so we'll see you live in Indy. We have, arguably, the hottest team in the league coming in, winning a nail-biter last week. And yes, I'm talking about Steven in Mount Passmore coming in for the final battle of the This League Championship. Steven is going bananas on the Zoom call, as he should. Let's get the energy up. Ladies and gentlemen, Sleeper has this battle with Aaron and Let Russ Cook at a 65% chance of victory. And I will say, I feel like just looking at it from an outside perspective, you have to think Aaron is the favorite heading into this matchup. What we're going to do is we are going to go through each matchup, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, flexes, all the good stuff, talk about potential, any last-minute decisions. We're going to break this down fully, and uh, we're going to start right now, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have Aaron and Steven butting in whenever they want. I want to hear some freaking haymakers thrown. I want to hear some mama jokes. I want to hear all of it because the hate needs to start now. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to start it. By I'll start with Steven who's coming in as the underdog. It was a long journey, man. He had a tough start. Would you would you start 1 and 4? Is that what I is that what I remember?
1: All I remember is just getting screwed over on a few games where my record was abysmal at the beginning. So There
2: you go. But Steven Wolf will start with you. How are we feeling? heading into the championship
1: of this league, Fantasy League. To be quite frank, I'm looking at my roster, and all I'm seeing is green, baby. We got a lot of good matchups coming into this week. And to be quite frank, the one I'm the most excited for is A.J. Dillon against the Minnesota Vikings. And the reason why I bring this one up is that man – Oh, he's been itching. He's been itching for a real long time. We, he hasn't had his little chance yet to get a touchdown, I believe, in the past, what, three games? Oh, he's just big, he's been back working. his. What's up? <laughs>
3: uh, he hasn't scored a touchdown since Aaron Jones came back.
1: Oh, yeah. But, hey, did you read the news? Aaron Jones was limping at the end of the, uh, end of the Browns game, so his stats is a little undetermined, so... I'll be interested to see my boy, what happens there. But you know what? Completely unrelated topic, but a little similar. Last year, I got so much crap for my running back down. And you know what I made an effort this year to do? We got so many running backs. I got my boy CEH, drafted him. We got my, or I I trade for him. I got my boy AJ Dillon. So I went from having two starters to five starters. And you know what happened in the past three weeks? I went from having five starters to two starters. (laughs) So we're going full circle here. Going back to only having a couple of running backs. You know what? I got my first running back I picked in the draft, Nick Chubb. And I believe in that man. That guy's top three running back in the NFL. I think he's gonna have a big day against a division rival. Uh are they playing the Steelers this week? They are. They Monday are Yeah, Sunday. Division rival matchup. Chubb's gonna be real good in that yeah. bad boy. All
2: right. We will we will get into these matchups here in more depth. Aaron, overall, high level. How are we feeling, man? You've been on the top for a while. We're not getting cocky, are we?
0: We're not, man. I've been a calm customer day in and day out We have it. been calm. Yeah. People tell me, yeah. like, Aaron. Aaron's quiet on the pod. I'm like, yeah. He's
2: hanging out. He's hanging out. Hold it's mostly
0: breath. because I just don't want to jinx myself, man. I don't want to just say something where it's like I got to see it to the end. You know what I mean? And uh, I feel like I did um, – some strategic moves this week. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but in, uh, I saw them. You screwed me over, you little shit. You drafted that one <laughs> running back from the
1: uh, the Jaguars. I oh, put in, you know, I had no money. Blocking no <laughs> <You put laughs> the a dollar dollar. block. Just, you know, a solid block.
0: Hey, yeah, I saw. I saw Stephen had zero dollar fabs, so I knew I could get each one with the dollar. And you I petty Shit, that's why I great Live I, I went in I went in and got Oguma, Oguma Wale or whatever nice. from Jacksonville. And I also got Boston <laughs> Scott and Steven put in for both of them. Yeesh.
1: I put in five bits that day because I knew Aaron was trying to fuck me over. I, I literally
0: it. put in five ways Yes, I knew man. I was gonna see this chest, man. With. I love it. Yeah. And then uh Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley will be back. So Isaiah McKenzie's irrelevant. So glad he's clogging up a whole roster spot for you. <laughs> I had to grab something. <laughs> grab something. You never know what Beasley
1: baby. That guy, hey, we know his vaccine status. I didn't know what we got a change in NFL policy, so that affected it. So hey, might as well grab him just in case. You never know. You never know.
0: So he had some gamesmanship, but uh, you know, yeah. I'm confident, man. I think my team, it's in it's in a position where it's healthy and We'll see if the strategy pays off. I don't have an elite quarterback, but I feel like I've got top 10 plays everywhere else. There you go. All right, well, let's get into these matchups here. We'll start with the quarterback position,
2: and I think this is one where, or actually, I'll just save my thoughts for later. For Aaron, we have Mr. Let Russ Cook himself. He's going to be hoping the kitchen's open, crackling a nice bacon, smelling up the room in uh, in Seattle. But he has Russell Wilson taking on Detroit and Steven, he has a decision dilemma here. He currently has Tom Brady taking on the Jets in his lineup. Uh, and really the only, I think, decision he might have there is Justin Herbert is at home against the Broncos. And Trey Lance might play this week at home against Houston. So that that's a little bit of a decision for Steven right there. But right now he's uh he's he's going with Tom Brady. Tim, who do we think has the matchup here? Uh
3: in in this head to head looking at the quarterback versus quarterback. In my opinion, this one's not close. It goes to Steven resounding uh, quarterback victory. I mean, Jets at Jets is a great matchup. Tom Brady loves to just kill bad teams. He's been doing it for, I don't know, 40 years in the NFL now. Give or take. Um, And Russ, you know, he's shown some light. He's been better. Um, weather might be a factor. It's looking like rain on the forecast and just the fact that Detroit and the jets are both bad. However, teams are running like crazy on Detroit. And so I think this is a Rashad penny game. And I c- could see a scenario where Russ isn't necessarily cooking. He might be more of a sous chef this week.
2: Sous chef. Nice. Uh, I'm giving the advantage to Steven. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what quarterback he goes with at last, but, I think this is one of those X factors that he needs a big game from Brady.
0: Yeah, I give Steven the edge too. I'm not even going to try and argue. Um, Quarterback is one of my weak spots. Russ has just not been the same since his injury. And uh, him and Kirk Cousins, I go back and forth on it even, you know, as we speak. Um, I don't think weather is going to be great in either spot. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Uh, I'm just really hoping that I get a 20 to be honest.
1: Yep. And for me, I, I I'm going to spoil it for you guys. I'm not going to leave it up to surprise. It's Brady starting this week. It's too juicy of a matchup and he's going to, I have big expectations for Brady this week. He's going to stud this season. I can't see why that stopped anyway.
2: All right. So we have four for Brady. I think that is, that is uh, expected. So let's go on to this running back core for Aaron. We have Austin Eckler, that is running back two on the year, Austin Eckler, at home against the Broncos, and Najee Harris, it's going to come down to Monday night football, baby, at home, primetime division game with Cleveland. And on the other side, we have Steven bringing out his boy, all reliable. Nick Chubb had a fantastic week last week, going up against arguably the worst run defense in the league currently at Pittsburgh, again, that game on Monday night. And what might be a surprising addition here, uh, this might be where the defense of Aaron came in, but he's starting A.J. Dillon. He's rolling him out as of right now at home. Decent matchup against the Vikings. Steven, how are we feeling here? I know Eckler and Harris, you know, both top five plays at the position this year. Uh, you just talked about your running back depth. How, how are we feeling about these matchups?
1: Hey, never felt better, baby. You know what? Oh, Austin Eckler may, may be the number two overall running back. Oh, Najee Harris may be the number four running back. But you know what? We got, we got grit on our team, baby. <laughs> oh, we are the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do not need that Nick Chubb slander in here. I got the thick boys at running back, and I think they're going to have a thick point week, baby. You know what? Oh, Najee and Austin are projecting more points for both of Compared to both my running backs, I don't care. My running backs got heart, they got grit, and I believe in both of them. They're going to both have monster days. So with the heart and grit factor, I think my team has a slight edge on running back. Jeez.
2: All right. Well, that makes you feel better. I will say if there's anything I can give you, your matchups are better. Like I said, Pittsburgh, probably the worst running defense in the league right now. And Minnesota, you like that versus Eckler at home against Denver. Stingy defense there. And Cleveland, you love that front that Cleveland has tim who we got the advantage here
3: i'm gonna throw out a little quick story here uh this is potentially big ben's last game in the nfl at home good point Good point. uh steelers are going to be playing their little hearts out and so this really could i could see a game script flip where steelers get up huge somehow like I could see it happen where Nick Chubb might not be used because they're going to be passing a lot, and Najee might be running the ball in the second half because I, like, this is one of those games where I don't even know what the line is, but this week I'm going to be placing a bet on the Steelers because I think they're going to do everything in their power to get Big Ben to win on his way out. That being said, uh, I think Aaron gets the clear running back advantage point for me.
0: Absolutely. And Aaron? I think I got to give it to myself. Uh, just you, go. you got we're forcing you to
2: talk up your team. We're forcing you.
0: I I mean, top five, both of those guys all season long. They've just been stalwarts in my lineup. They pretty much together beat most running back combos in the league. Um AJ Dillon. I'm not worried about one bit.
2: <laughs> oh, slander, slander. The big, the big thigh man himself. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have the point to Steven for quarterback point to Aaron for running backs. Let's get into these wide receivers Obviously, we have one Tyreek Hill not currently in the wide receiver spot, in his flex spot, but just for the sake of this analyst, we're going to put them in the wide receiver spot. For Aaron, we have the number two-ranked wide receiver, Devontae Adams, at home against Minnesota, and we have the number five-ranked wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, at Tim's Cincinnati Bengals. And on the other side, we have the number six-ranked wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, for Steven, at, uh, at home against Atlanta, And we have the return of A.J. Brown himself coming off a huge performance last week at home against Miami. Aaron, I think this is a close one. So you got Adams and Hill versus Diggs and Brown. Who has the advantage?
0: It is close, but I'm going to give it to myself. I think Tyreek bounces back in a must. He must bounce back in this game against Cincinnati with how hot the offense is and Uh, He was off the COVID list last week. They didn't really need him. So it makes sense that he only played on like 40% of snaps or whatever it was. Travis Kelsey should be back. Chiefs will be cooking. And then um, Devontae Adams literally eats Minnesota alive. Uh, He will again. So I can just pretty much put in the bank that I'm going to get 50 points at least out of both of them combined. With A.J. Brown and Stephon Diggs, it's tough because it's like they're a little more volatile, I think. So we'll see, because A.J. Brown has weeks where he did last week, 31 points, but he also has weeks uh, a little more often, I would say, than Tyreek has his low floor games where it's like, oh, five, what the hell happened? So uh, I like me. There you go. Steven, you taking that slander?
1: You know what? I'm just gonna take it with love and grace, baby. He has a heck of a wide receiver core, but I'm just gonna be honest. You know what? His wide receiver core doesn't have grit and heart, baby. <laughs> oh my god! When I think of a grinder receiver, I think of AJ Brown. He put he puts the Titans offense on his back, on his shoulders, and carries them for another 10 yards. That dude is an absolute stud, and I think that's what's gonna happen this week. Tannehill, they, they're in must one games. And their offense doesn't have their best player, Derrick Henry. And Julio is all – he's dumb. He's out. He's old. I'm sorry. I love the dude. He's old. So who are they going to put a lot of emphasis on like they did last week? My boy A.J. Brown. He can take it to the bank. 25 points. Easy. Easy. And then I got Stephon Diggs against the Falcons, who have a booty secondary. Oh, no. I got the one-two punch that I love. The grit and hard-working receivers – I think we just have the slight edge with that little grit and heart factor. Sure, sure. Uh, anytime
2: you have Adams and Hill on one side of a battle, uh, it's it's going to be tough. I will say all these players have great matchups as well. Of course, I think you got to give the edge to Hill and Adams. Tim, I'm sure you agree, maybe?
3: Uh, I agree because of Xavier and Howard. A.J. Brown's back, but the Dolphins are the hottest team in football right now. Seven straight wins. Their defense call. is Good shutting. Call. Folks down. Xavier Howard is maybe the second best cornerback in the league. He's going to be trailing AJ Brown. So that's going to be the matchup to watch. I really, not to just continually dog on Steven's guys, but that's that's not as good of a matchup as it looks on paper.
2: Man, check out all this analysis we're throwing this way. Man, this is nuts. All right, let's move on to the tight ends here. Aaron with an interesting, interesting decision here. He's been playing tight end roulette all year. and Obviously, his options are Kyle Pitts the rookie sensation at Buffalo Dallas Goddard at the, at the football team and Zach Ertz at Dallas. And he's currently rolling with Zach Ertz at Dallas in his lineup, taking on the man himself, George Kittle disappointing week last week. um, But when you're at home against Houston, you got to expect, especially with uh, if Trey Lance starts the game, that might be a little bit of a downgrade. If you want to say that, Uh, Trey Lance does not rely on the safety outlets as much as Jimmy G does, because obviously Trey Lance just runs the ball whenever he's in trouble. Jimmy Garoppolo does not have that movement. Throw it up to George Kittle, and it usually works. So it'll be interesting to see if Trey Lance does start, how that impacts it. I don't like that uncertainty on Kittle there, but I think I still got to roll with Kittle, just because he's a tight end three. He's the man. He makes those plays that just reminds you that he's a grown man on the field and I got to give the edge to Kittle while Ertz isn't a terrible play, but he's no Kittle. Uh, Aaron, would you say you agree?
0: Yeah, I think I would give a slight edge to Steven because he has the obvious ceiling with George Kittle. Uh, my decision with Ertz at the moment, I'm just, I need consistency. I just need like 15 points. I mean, if I could get that, no big ask. Ertz. <laughs> what's that? So that's not a big ask at all. No. Right. Right. Uh, And if I could get that, I'm happy. Right. Because I think I've got the other horses in the race that can help me with some of those ceiling games. Uh, hopefully Kittle doesn't go off for a 40 that would really hurt if he did. Uh, But he also has the ability to go off for like four, like he did last week. So he's also really volatile. So, I mean, that's what makes Steven dangerous is he could have those weeks where everybody's clicking and they're going off or they just don't. So Uh, I'm trying to go for a nice floor here and getting at least something. Because with Kyle Pitts, it's like, I don't know what I'm going to get, man. I I can't figure out the Atlanta offense. And then Dallas Goddard, I mean, yeah, he had two great games in a row, but then look at what happened last week against the, the Giants. He had four points. So if Ertz last two weeks to get me 13 each game, I think I roll with him. Steven, I'm sure you're not super upset rolling with Kittle in the championship.
1: I mean, if I can't think of a better tight end that epitomizes grit and heart oh than my. him, so I, I am so happy that stud oh, is on you my team. Stink. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that slander. And let's let's. I, I love the George Kittle, Trey Lance. I love him. He's on my team too. Absolute stud. If they're gonna do more running plays with Trey Lance, great. Because you know who's the best blocking tight end? Kittle. Can that set up some juicy play action? Oh baby. Yeah. And he's the best receiver out there. I mean, shout out Debo. He's a stud too, but Kittle. Oh, in that matchup, he's going to get targets. I, I love it. And he's just got a little, more. I mean, Earth, I'd say he got number two in my heart for uh, heart and grit. I've just seen him work his buns off stud, but you know what? My boy Kittle, I think has the slight edge this week. Just a slight edge. Tim, you're all with Kittle
3: roll with kittle it's interesting for aaron because you, you this is one of those where you wish that all your tight ends were playing like on monday night so you could see what you needed going in like do you need the explosive potential of pits do you need the consistency of Ertz? so i i'll it'll be interesting to see who he goes out there on sunday with because I, I don't know goddard lit up washington two weeks ago it's still washington they haven't
2: changed much so was it the Minshew game two weeks ago it, I think it was. It was all right. That's that's out there. Uh, yeah, that that's actually a good point, Tim. Goddard and Pitts play at one o'clock. Goddard uh, Ertz plays at four twenty-five. So we will know very quickly if this result stands. If Aaron mm. maybe made the right decision or not. So uh, all right, let's move on to the fancy, fancy flex spots. This is where all the decisions are made. As of right now, Aaron is rolling with T Higgins, the six-foot-four sensation out of Cincinnati, has been hot lately. And he is rolling with all oh, reliable Deontay Johnson. That's wide receiver seven on the year. Deontay Johnson. Meanwhile, Steven is currently rolling with. This is where Steven, in my opinion, kind of he doesn't he doesn't fall off the rails. But I think this is where you see why Aaron is favored. Stephen currently rolling with Christian Kirk, coming off an eleven point performance against our beautiful Colts. Colts go Colts. What a win for them and uh he's rolling with mike williams is mike williams gonna give him a uh, 24 or a 4 we will see but as of right now he is in there and i can kind of see why you need that boom guy but uh tim i'll throw it to you uh you can also look at the bench if maybe there's any guys in there you would maybe prefer to see in either lineup but just on the surface how do this flex spots look
3: i mean aaron's got it right i'm on ross st brown's been hot but like you always say, the championship, the playoffs is no time to get cute with it. Uh, T. Higgins has been hotter, um, and that should be just a a, uh, a what do you want to call it? A blowout or you know a, a shootout game rather. Cincinnati and Kansas City expecting fireworks. Deontay Johnson like to be able to flex that. That's a literal flex on that position. So it's it's Aaron all day. Uh-huh. You you all know how I feel about Mike Williams. He's one of those. Uh, Bobby Woods type players. He's just trash. You I would never play loops. him. He's hurt. And Christian Kirk is, he's Christian Kirk. So Steven said it in the group chat last week that he was never benching Dalton Schultz again. Does he have the cojones to roll out two tight ends potentially in a championship for the night? Oh. I almost would rather see that personally, but let's, we'll see.
2: Man. Yeah. When, when it, when it comes to like different options, I think. All Aaron can really do is St. Brown, which you said Higgins has been hotter. I, I disagree. I mean, the last four weeks for St. Brown has been 26, 23, 15, 24. He's been quarterback proof up there. He's been the man. So I think that's really the only kind of decision Aaron might have. When you look at Steven, CH is probably out. Sleeper him is questionable. Uh, Jeff Wilson maybe if Elijah Mitchell doesn't play. Uh, Rashawn Bateman I think Dalton Schultz is really the only guy that he could be facing a decision with uh Aaron Steven, real quick how are we feeling about your flex
0: spots well I'll start I mean you can't forget that I also could possibly put in Ongumba Wale or Boston Scott not right off the waivers no he's not you <laughs> little yeah. shit <laughs> no actually I I'm gonna I'm just gonna go arrogant here uh i feel like I'm, I'm i'm due um steve i'm gonna kick your literal ass when it comes to these flexes <laughs> it's literally not go? even gonna be this is what i want um mike mike williams off of covid gonna be Crash. absolute booty cheeks literally so bad cheeks awful um yeah i can't wait to just eat your flex spots alive it's gonna be great and you know what? We're okay with that. <laughs> you know why we're okay with
1: that? Because my flex spots have heart and grit. And that's all we need, baby. That's all we need. You know what? Michael, and a, a negative COVID test. And a, this is the epitomizes go big or go home. I could put it in the Dawn Schultz, which may be the better, safer pick. But at the end of the day, you have so many dynamic, explosive players. So I just need to go with the guys who I know have the higher ceiling. And I feel like Mike Williams is the case. Does he have you a lower? Have you heard form? of Patrick Sertain? Have you heard of Keenan Allen? Have you heard of a dysfunctional person who Sertain needs Sertain a refresh slide, after guy. a booty week against the Texans? I feel like Sertain, Sertain plays on the back Keenan though. Allen. Do I know any scheme whatsoever? No. But I think Mike Williams is just going to have a, a redemption arc. This is what the story needs. We have the nah. clear favorite. But you know what? Sometimes we just need an underdog story. And those underdogs, you know what they all have? You know what they all have? They have heart and they have grit, baby. So uh, I'm I'm rolling with my fluxes. You may uh, they might like, eat my team, but you know what? We're eating. We're eating. I, we're we're old. We're at the buffet. We're at Golden I, Corral. I, I, we're
2: no. You guys are really gonna shit yourself.
1: Pizza. No, 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 no. We I'm going to literally do
0: movements. a haymaker to your base And then fight, I'm going to kick fight, you while fight, you're down. Fight, I'm going to kick bro, you while you're down. Like, literally not going to let you get up. Aaron, bro, Aaron there, I've never seen this heat before. It's kind of hot. I'm going before. to curb hot. stomp you. <laughs> I'm going to literally curb stomp your flexes. Oh, good thing I like
1: BDSM, baby. I'm all for it. We're going to have a good time.
0: Wowza. <laughs> all all right. I'll mop up your tears, bitch. This just got real. This just got real
2: <laughs> man. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, the defenses both have super solid options. I think I'm going to give the slight advantage to Aaron. He has the Patriots at home against the Jags. Uh, and then we have uh, Steven with the bills at home against the Falcons. Again, both great matchups. I think he got to slightly give the edge there to, uh, to the Patriots. You're in Foxborough. It's Trevor Lawrence, rookie quarterback against Belichick. That's going to be disgusting. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Make sure to check out our socials, uh, this league underscore pod, Instagram, Twitter. There will be a graphic of each member of this league and their pick going into this one, but we'll just, we'll just do it now. Um, and we're just going to save it for me and me and Tim, because we know we're Aaron and Steven stand Tim, who is your official lock em in pick to be the 2021 this league champion?
3: I mean, I think for the listeners, it's probably pretty obvious after I've been dissecting these lineups and matchups. I got to roll with let Russ Cook and Aaron taking home the nut in year two of this league as my official pick.
2: I, I wish I could be cool. Uh, maybe, you know what, Stephen, maybe you'll have the curse where when all the analysts pick the one team and then they always lose, you know, like before the primetime games. Maybe you'll have that cuz I I could see maybe the whole league picking Aaron. Um but I I got to pick Aaron as well. He's been on top all year and I think he stays there. And the uh,
3: podcast
1: Kirk, right- Stevens on. Oh man, that's true. That's I didn't think about that. You know what I got? You know what I got? I've been thinking about one word this entire podcast and I will I have four words. You the say first hard, are or hard grit, grit. I will just kick you <laughs> out. No, no, those it. are the three words. But I have one more. That arches above them. And you know what that is? Vindication, baby. It is my time. We got to talk, we got to talk so much smack. Oh, Steven, Steve, I was ranked at 7th or 8th at one point. And you know what? I ate it up. I ate it every single meal. I was curb stomped. But you know what? That didn't stop me. I kept eating. I kept fighting. And you know what? We're in the championship now. And I am going to get my sweet vindication of the heart and the grit of my team so it's a let's it's go a, Pat mount Passmore, more baby walk for mount Passmore. i believe
2: you got me hype i'm still picking aaron but you got me hype <laughs>
0: aaron any last words obviously picking myself i think uh i'm in a really good position the injury bug didn't hit me this year i'm primed and ready to win and I will add on the defensive front. I'm also going to kick Stevens' ass as well. Will not be close. All right. I want to say something to that. You know what? I got the Bills' defense starting, and you know
1: who they lost on their secondary? Tre'Davious White, their best defensive player. And I feel for like the Bills' defense. We got talked so much smack. We are such a good team, and we lost to keep some best players. But you know what? You know what the Bills' defense has. Some vindication, because it's gonna kick your fucking ass, Aaron. <laughs> Bring it, baby.
0: Woo!
2: All right, johnny Because you're,
0: a- I don't even think that you're starting the best defense on your roster, <laughs> the gentlemen.
1: Packers against the bike. Nah,
2: gentlemen. Let's have Eagles? a clean fight. Let's oh, have wait. a clean fight, but not too clean. I want to see some. I want to see some jabs at the bottom of the pile. But uh, again, congratulations to you both. Great moment to be in the championship. Soak it up. And let's get to your main event. Yeah, I'm talking about the third place game. Between your boy, Team Fairlife, and Zach cooking up more. I'm a 97-point favorite. I'm about to run house with everybody. Okay, let's wrap this thing up. I'm hype. I'm hype for the two of you. I'm hype for the two of you. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the This League Pod. You can follow along on this match up to the second scores at www.thisleaguepod.com. You get manager profiles, you get the scores, you get the power ranks, you get all the good stuff there. So be sure to go there, keep up live with the scores because it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a good one. You can also follow us at this league underscore pod for all the buildup heading into uh, this championship. I have, or we have some great ideas coming down the pipe for you. Um This is the second to last episode of the This League season two, because your next episode is going to be the leakies, baby. We're going to briefly Wrap up this uh this championship. And we're gonna have the leagues, baby, the award show. Who gets comeback player of the year, most improved, uh biggest trade, all that good stuff. So be sure to stay tuned for those. And uh last league announcement, uh Ale Emporium, I think is what it is. So Tim sent a text in the group chat. Um we I think Monday night, because this thing's gonna come down to Monday night. I think Steven's mm-hmm. got Nick Chubb and Aaron's got Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. On Monday night. So this could very well come down to that. So we're all gonna gather at the Ale Emporium in Castleton near the start time. I think the nut is gonna be there. I think the grand is gonna be there. Oh baby, I'm gonna watch Steven and Aaron just sweat their butts off watching this. It's gonna be fantastic. So uh again, follow us this league underscore pod, leave a review, leave a comment, leave all that good stuff. And as always, you know what? Just 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 click that like button. Yeah, I said it. Click the like button.
3: Yeah, we're we're being nice today. So you don't you can just like you know use the
2: left clicker on your mouse and click Aaron's the, the one that's like you should just put it I'm gonna come stop the like
0: button.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need some security at AO Emporium, <laughs> I think, to hold these two
2: back from each other.
0: I'm ready to throw hands. Let's go. Jeez, baby.
2: I'm just ready to eat, baby. I'm just ready to eat. I know. And uh before we go, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my inner boomer let us be the last to wish you a Merry Christmas and the first to wish you a happy new year we appreciate all of you for listening let's ride out boys it's that time I'm your host Chris love you guys
3: peace let's give the
0: night go on, get let's not even you suck yeah.